Hello, everyone. Good to see you all. Hello, Barb. Hi, Dorothy. I was reading the chat. It's amazing. We have Luann from Libya, Tina from Florida, Jenny from New Zealand, Kimberly from Spain, Gisa's here from Germany. Please open up your chat box. Let us know where you are watching from. I am so excited to be talking today about pirouettes. They are an incredibly exciting and magical and difficult movement. So a couple of things before we get started. First of all, open up your chat. We will be doing a very interactive webinar today, and I love to get everyone's participation in the chat. Secondly, my amazing team is here in the chat. So Nicole, Joellen, Olivia, Lexi, everyone's here. If you have questions or concerns as we go through the webinar, ask in the chat. We will have a little bit of time for Q&A at the end if you have specific questions. And we will be doing a giveaway, a few hats, a few of these special Amelia Newcomb dressage hats. So I really thank you for being here today on this beautiful Sunday, at least in Southern California. It's a beautiful day. Um, and I also have a super secret segment at the end of the webinar, which is a series of exercises that I want to show you to help you train your pirouettes. So first of all, pirouettes, they are a magical movement. They require power and control. Your horse has to have impulsion, suppleness, and collection. Pirouettes definitely are a very, very technical and complicated movement to ride well, and they're a culmination of a lot of training. If any of you have ever ridden a young or a green horse, or if you're just learning to canter for the first time, the canter can be kind of exciting, right? It can feel out of control. It can feel out of balance. You can feel unsafe or like you're going to fall off. A canter pirouette is like the opposite of that. So a canter pirouette is when you finally have like the ultimate control and balance and submission in the canter. So that's kind of what we're striving towards. And the end goal of a canter pirouette is where you do have this power of an exciting canter, but it's under the ultimate control. And I'm really excited by the end of the webinar today, you're going to have a really good understanding of what is a pirouette, how to train a pirouette, different exercises to introduce the pirouettes, and also if you're not quite ready to start working on your pirouettes, what you need to do to get ready. I wanted to start uh, with a story, and this is kind of an embarrassing story, but it does really illustrate that pirouettes are really hard to ride. So the first time I went to the national championships in Chicago with my horse, Harvey, I was going and doing the developing pre-St. George and I went in, I had a really nice trot tour. We were like over 70%. I think we were maybe third in the class. And then it came time for my walk pirouettes and I made my walk pirouette too small. I lost the activity and Harvey stuck, which means he lost the rhythm of the walk and he pivoted around his hind leg. And there you go. I got a four. 
And I went from being in the top of the class to being like in the middle to the bottom of the class. And it was really embarrassing and hard, especially because walk pirouettes are a non-brilliance movement. What that means is that any horse, regardless of how big or fancy they are, they should be able to get a 10 on their walk pirouettes. So it's just a matter of correct training and having control of your horse's hind legs and the activity and the balance. So after, after Chicago, I swore, I was like, I'm never going to mess up a walk pirouette ever again. And since then I've worked so hard, like every single ride, every single lesson, working on those walk pirouettes, getting control of the activity and the hind end and really mastering all of the different exercises and techniques to ride a perfect pirouette. So by the end of today, you will have clarity about what is a pirouette. We're talking about walk pirouettes and canter pirouettes. How do you get ready to train them? How do you, um, oops, sorry, someone is doing that. Um, how do you get ready to train the walk pirouettes? And then what exercises should you use to introduce both the walk and the canter pirouettes? So Here's the thing is that I believe in you and I know that you and your horse can learn to do pirouettes. They are complicated, but like anything, when you break it down into smaller little step-by-step -step exercises and explain to your horse exactly what to do with each part of their body, they can and will do pirouettes. So who's excited? about pirouettes. Yes, I see. Hi, Barb. Everyone's excited. Let me go ahead and pull up my slides for today's presentation. And we obviously are talking about pirouettes. Let me get into full screen view. All right. Excellent. So go ahead. Let me know in the chat what is the biggest problem that you are having with your pirouettes? I asked this earlier in the club and there were a lot of different answers. There's a lot that can go wrong in pirouettes. So we're just going to start off with what is the biggest problem? So, so let's see, Catherine says too big, collecting before the canter pirouette from Hannah. Yes, activity size. Uh, Katrina, I have no idea where to start. Well, I'm glad you're here. We get stuck, keeping activity, loss of activity, not enough sitting, creative shape, <laughs> okay. Um, outside hind leg steps too far out, getting stuck. Okay, Barb has never even tried one. All right, well, you are definitely in the right place and you're not alone. Walk pirouettes are complicated movements to ride well, but they're also really amazing and magical movements because when you can ride a canter pirouette well, you have control, absolute control of every single part of your horse's body. Next question, where are you on your pirouette training journey? So A, I love learning, but still working on the basics, so you're not quite ready to start canter pirouettes. B, you're starting with walk pirouettes. C, you're starting with canter pirouettes. Or D, you're competing FEI this season. Okay, I see some A's, some B's. All right, a few D's. Excellent. Jenny's competing FEI. How exciting. 
Valerie's working on the quarter pirouettes. Okay. Awesome. Well, whatever your answer, there is something for you in today's webinar. And I'm really excited to be sharing everything I know about pirouettes. The agenda for today, we're going to start out by defining what is a pirouette. We're Then we're going to move on to walk pirouettes or turn on the haunches, canter pirouettes, and training exercises. Then I'm going to talk about pirouette training plans. So really, what does it take to train the pirouette and how do you introduce them to your horse? I'm going to be talking about my new course, Pirouettes with Amelia, which I'm so excited about. And then we'll be doing the super secret segment where I go into some of the different exercises that I like to use to train the pirouettes. And we will also be giving away some swag at the end. So once again, thank you so much for being here and for just being a part of this amazing learning community. I'm so grateful to each and every one of you, and I'm excited to be a part of your journey and help you out with you and your horse. If you're new here, hello, I'm Amelia, and my mission is dressage for all. So I want to help everyone, regardless of your discipline, your age, your level of training. I have competed over 50 horses at more than 500 competitions. So I've definitely been there, done that. I have a lot of experience, not only with training horses, but also with helping many, many incredible students. And to be honest, I just love horses and I love riding. They are incredibly magical and generous creatures. And it's amazing that they let us ride them and let us train them. And they're a huge part of my life, as I'm sure they are a part of your life as well. Okay, so the definition of pirouettes, the pirouette or half pirouette is a turn of 360 or 180 degrees executed on two tracks with a radius equal to the length of the horse and the forehand moving around the haunches. The inside hind leg describes a circle as small as possible. The horse is slightly bent in the direction in which he is turning, remains on the bit with light contact, turning smoothly around and maintaining sequence and timing of footfalls of that pace. The pull remains the highest point during the entire movement. That's a lot to think about, right? So we have to have a small turn around the inside hind leg and the horse has to be on the bit with a nice contact and we have to maintain the rhythm. So an interesting note here is that pirouettes can be done at the walk, they can be done at the canter and they also can be done at the piaf. So it's the same movement that you can do at different gates. A little history of canter pirouettes. Historically, pirouettes were a military move that was used for battle, right? So to be able to spin around to get away from the enemy. And this dates back to the 1500s. I was reading about this yesterday. And so in military use, basically the pirouette, you wanted to do it as quickly as possible. So they would try to do a pirouette in one stride where the horse was just pivoting on the outside or pivoting on the inside hind leg and spinning the other 
feet around. They actually described a pirouette where the horse keeps the inside front leg off the ground and then just taps down with the outside front leg as they're spinning around. So obviously today pirouettes are a little different. Today's pirouettes for a full canter pirouette, you wanna do them in six to eight strides, not just one stride anymore. And interestingly, in the 1990s, we discovered that in a pirouette, the canter actually goes from being a three beat rhythm to being a four beat rhythm. And this was first discovered when we had high speed cameras that were able to see that there was this dissociation of the diagonal pair. So you can see how the horse here, the both the hind feet are on the ground and the front feet are off the ground. So the canter rhythm actually becomes four beat in a correct canter pirouette, which is interesting to note. Another interesting note is that in a freestyle, the maximum you can do is two consecutive pirouettes because pirouettes are a lot of strength for your horse. They're kind of like doing jump squats. So they're not something that you wanna do or expect your horse to do over and over and over again. I always think it's fascinating to look at the history of dressage. So what are the benefits of the walk and the canter pirouette? One of the biggest ones is that it gets your horse to engage their hind end and it gets your horse to lift up in their shoulders, which it's a lot nicer to ride your horse when they are elevated in the forehand. It also is a test of suppleness, bend, and straightness. It requires that your horse is round and engaged in the top line. And to do a pirouette well, your horse has to be very light and responsive to the age. We really want our horse to be super fine-tuned so that they are doing the pirouette without a lot of forcing from us. And that definitely is the hard part. Another big benefit to the pirouettes, and particularly the walk pirouettes, is that they help to get your horse in balance and they help with proprioception. A lot of times when I'm riding young horses that are kind of big or discombobulated, or even this horse here, so this is Kensington, he's a really big mover. And so from an early age, I started working with him on walk pirouettes so that he would get more organized and understand better how to place and maneuver his hind legs. A little bit about the biomechanics, what happens in a canter pirouette. So in a correct canter pirouette, we start here with the hind end and we get that hind end to engage. What that means is that the horse Right here at the top of their bum, that is their SI joint and their hip joint, those joints actually flex. And this rotates the horse's pelvis under, and then the stifles and the hocks engage. So in a pirouette, we actually get that sit. A pirouette, it really is like going to the gym and doing squats. We get that croup and that tail of our horse to lower into the ground. Once we have the hind end lowering, the next thing that happens is that the back and the withers lift. And part of why it's really important to get this engagement in our horse's hind end 
is that it helps to distribute the weight more evenly so your horse isn't pounding on their front feet. You've probably heard that when your horse is just standing still, most of the weight is on their forehand. I think it's like three-fifths of the weight is on the forehand, which makes sense because the horse's head is a lot heavier than their tail. So with a pirouette, we're redistributing the weight back to the hind end so that our horse, our horse's weight is more evenly distributed and that is better for their soundness and their health and their longevity. And then the third image here, that shows the thoracic sling muscle. So once we get the, the hind end to lower, the back to lift, what's amazing about horses is that they can actually lift up their withers between their shoulder blades using these thoracic sling muscles, which start underneath the horse's chest and then can actually lift up the rib cage between their shoulder blades, which is pretty amazing when we look at uh, the horse's conformation. Okay, so checking in with you here, let me know in the chat, what level are you currently schooling or riding or training? Turn on the haunches are one of the first collecting exercises. So turn on the haunches show up at second level. And then we have turn on the haunches and pirouettes in second level, third level, fourth level, pre-St. George, I1, I2, Grand Prix. So when you think about dressage collectively, Pirouettes are a movement that really start at second level and they go all the way up to the Grand Prix. So they're really, really an important movement to practice and to train. So let me see. Penny's doing second level. Awesome. Lots of second levels here. Fourth level, pre-St. George, um, intro training. Uh, can you do pirouettes at the trot? You can do pirouettes at the Piaf. Um, schooling third level. Okay, so basically... When you're doing first level, that's when you want to start introducing turn on the haunches because turn on the haunches show up at second level. Now, what is the difference between a walk pirouette versus a turn on the haunches? That is a very good question. And my answer to that question is basically size and collection. So for a turn on the haunches, the hind legs can go in a one meter circle. One meters is 3.3 feet. And turn on the haunches are done from the medium walk. They show up at second and third level. So if you're showing second or third level, it will say that you go from a medium walk, you shorten the strides in the walk, and then you make a half turn on the haunches. A walk pirouette is smaller. It's a tighter turn. So for a walk pirouette, the inside hind leg should be on the spot. That means that the inside hind leg is stepping up and down in place. We do walk pirouettes from a collected walk and walk pirouettes show up at fourth level and the pre-St. George. Why do we ride walk pirouettes? Number one is to introduce collection. So if you're at first level, you wanna go up to second level, you know you have to do collected gates. Turn on the haunches are really about getting control of the hind end 
being able to control where the inside hind leg and the outside hind leg is, getting your horse more under behind. They improve proprioception and coordination, so they help your horse figure out where to place their feet. They also help you to get control of all four of your horse's feet and understand where to place them. They're huge prerequisites for canter pirouettes. The better your walk pirouette, the better your canter pirouette will be because it's the exact same movement, just a different gait. And what I love about the turn on the haunches is that they are a non-brilliance movement, which means that any horse can get a 10 on them, which I always love. So funny story about turn on the haunches, walk pirouettes. When I started training with Yo Hinneman and I took Kensington to ride with Yo Hinneman, I remember the first lesson that the walk pirouette is one of the first exercises he had me do. And he was so particular. He had me do the walk pirouette over and over and over again until I could tr control exactly the placement of Kensington's inside hind leg. And in the walk pirouette, we really want the horse to pivot. Or, well, they, they're not pivoting, but the turn is around the inside hind leg. And the inside hind leg should stay exactly in the same place. It doesn't get to step in. It doesn't get to step out. So it really is about getting control of the hind legs, which is something that we're all striving towards. And that is why Hinneman was so particular about it with Kensington is because he knew that if I could ride a good walk pirouette, I had control of his hind end and it was going to make everything easier. It was going to make collection easier, flying changes, um, my canter pirouettes. Everything was going to be easier if I could just really master the walk pirouette. So what are the aids for a pirouette? If you're sitting here, I want you to really visualize this in your body. The first most important aid for the pirouette is inside leg at the girth and your inside seat bone. The reason that these two are the most important is because if you imagine your inside leg and your inside seat bone kind of create a pole, and we want our horse to bend around your inside leg and seat bone. And then you see this little horseshoe of the inside hind leg. So the inside hind leg really is the center of the turn and your inside leg and inside seat bone create the bend and the impulsion for that turn. So if you're going on a line, you're gonna ride a pirouette, you really wanna first think about your inside leg and inside seat bone. It's also important when you do the pirouette that you keep sitting on your inside seat bone because as your horse turns, what happens is that centrifugal force throws you to the outside. And if you're sitting to the outside, your horse isn't gonna be able to bend and it's gonna be more difficult for them to turn. Next, we have outside leg behind the girth. The purpose of your outside leg is to guard the haunches from falling out. Your outside rein is here to turn the shoulder. 
And your inside rein is for flexion to the inside to have your horse looking to the inside. So there's a there's a lot going on, right? A lot of different aids. And the art of all of this is balancing all of those aids. So you have the right amount of each. So question, let me know in the chat, A or B, which is the correct rider position for this walk pirouette? Okay, I see lots of A's here in the chat. Excellent. So correct, A. You can see how in this photo, I am sitting on my inside seat bone. My shoulders are slightly turned towards the right side, which you want your shoulders to be turning in the direction where your horse is turning. And I'm looking to the inside. If you look at photo B, you can see how I'm leaning out. And the problem with this is it's going to make it a lot harder for Mercurio because you see how if I want him to turn to the right, now he has to pick up all of my body weight and lift me over there. So it's really important that you're in the correct position so that you help your horse. Pirouettes are hard enough on their own. You must be in the correct position to make it easier for your horse. So again, correct is where you're sitting to the inside. You can see on the right here, these are two photos where I'm sitting to the inside. The top photo here, and one thing you can do is sometimes I'll even look back at the horse's inside hind leg because that helps to put the weight down into your inside seat bone and into your inside leg. I know a lot of riders struggle with accidentally leaning to the outside in their pirouettes because they're trying to like shove their horse over. So really, really focus and remember to sit on your inside seat bone and turn your shoulders with your horse in the pirouettes. Okay, next question. Has anyone here ever ridden a walk pirouette in a test? And can you remember maybe the comments that you got from the judge? These are, I pulled out some of my old tests. Um, okay, some of you guys are saying, Linda says her most common is large, more activity, loss of rhythm, lost rhythm. If you've never ridden walk pirouettes yet in a test, um, I'm glad you're here, but they are definitely a really hard movement because a lot can go wrong. So you're, they can be too large. You can lose the frame. Your horse can get stuck. They can turn around the middle instead of plant, instead of pivoting. And I shouldn't say pivoting. Pivoting isn't the right word. Instead of turning around the inside hind legs, sometimes they do like this wheelbarrow turn and they push their haunches to the outside. If you're struggling with your walk pirouettes, you are not alone. This is a very funny quote from Udo Berger. And he says, this movement, turn on the haunches, is so seldom performed correctly that one may wonder why it was ever thought of as a useful suppling exercise. The movement is correct if the horse is brought from the walk in shortened steps almost to a halt and immediately proceeds to turn around the inside hind remaining in walk rhythm. So they are a difficult movement to feel. It's hard to feel because the walk doesn't have impulsion 
And you really have to have delicate control to be able to place the inside hind leg, keep the inside hind leg stepping up and down on the spot and bring the front end around. But the walk pirouettes are super important prerequisites for canter pirouettes and also for the piaf. So when you do a correct walk pirouette and you really get that hind end to fold under, it is more or less a precursor to the piaf. And you can get your horse to go from a walk pirouette into piaf when done correctly. So there is a purpose, even though they are a really hard movement. So how do you know when you're ready to start working on walk pirouettes? Here's a few prerequisites. First one is make sure that you can go from free walk to medium walk without any tension or without losing the rhythm of the walk. Another important prerequisite is the turn on the forehand. Turn on the forehand is more of a suppleness exercise where you're getting your horse inside leg to outside rein. Must have that before you start working on your walk pirouettes. Leg yields at the walk and shoulder in and haunches in at the walk. So these four movements you definitely want to practice and then you're ready to start working on walk pirouettes. I like to use the square exercise as shown here to introduce the walk pirouettes and a few important training tips. Make sure that your horse is really reactive to your leg aid. You don't want to have to be squeezing and pressing and putting a lot of pressure with your legs because that's going to actually slow down and cause your horse to lose activity. And then another important one, when you're working on the walk pirouettes, if you feel that your horse starts to get frustrated or starts to get confused, ride forward, trot around, do a little canter, do something more forward, and then come back to it. Because sometimes your horse can get a little claustrophobic in these more collected movements. So I'm going to go through step-by-step step how to ride the walk pirouette. So let's say I'm doing my walk pirouette in a test. I'm going to turn left here at H and I'm going to head across the arena towards M. And usually it says to do your walk pirouette somewhere between G and M, ride a half turn, a half walk pirouette to the left. So as preparation for the walk pirouette, you want to position your horse in shoulder four to get the bend. So you see how here in the turn, I have a bend around my um, around my inside leg. So that means inside leg at the girth, outside leg behind the girth, shoulder four positioning, active collected walk, feeling the walk rhythm. I ride a few little half halts. Then I activate with my inside leg and turn the shoulder with my outside rein and my outside leg. And then as you go through the turn, each step, you a little bit alternate inside leg, outside leg, inside leg, outside leg to keep the horse stepping. So the rhythm of the walk is the priority in your turn. You're better off to make your turn just a little bit larger and keep the rhythm so that you don't end up having your horse stuck like I did with Harvey at the show. Because if you lose the walk rhythm, 
you're right away going to get a four because it's a sign that your horse isn't truly collected or in front of the leg. So that's a little spiel on walk pirouettes. And it's really important that you master your walk pirouettes before doing your canter pirouettes because it's the same movement, just a different gait. So it's always easier to teach yourself and your horse what to do at the walk where it's a little slower and you have more time. And then once your horse understands what to do at the walk, then we get to the fun stuff where you can do it at the canter. So a bunch of prerequisites you need to have before doing the canter pirouettes. Let me know in the chat what you're still working on. Um, first one is walk pirouettes. Second big one is canter quality. You really want to have an active, energetic, quick canter with true collection before you start your canter pirouettes. Walk canter transitions. They need to be straight. They need to be on the aid. And you want your horse to react the second that you ask for the canter. A pirouette is basically like a series of walk canter transitions. It's like walk and canter and turn, walk and canter and turn. So this right here, the walk canter transition is a really, really important prerequisite before the canter pirouettes. Shoulder four, 10 meter circles, the rubber band exercise and travers. Let me see. Um, Okay, Debbie's working on walking canter quality. Awesome. Tracy's working on canter quality. Tina, hey, what's Amanda. the rubber band exercise? I, I was just going to say there's lots of questions about the rubber band exercise. Could So could you please explain? <laughs> yes. Um, so the rubber band exercise is where you're able to stretch the canter stride bigger and make the canter stride smaller, just like a rubber band, right? You stretch it and then you make it smaller without losing the canter rhythm. So you really want to be able to go medium canter, canter on the spot, medium canter, canter on the spot, because that is what you need to be able to get into and out of your canter pirouette. And what's really cool about dressage and canter pirouettes is that the better your basics, the better the prerequisites, then the easier the movement and the pirouette itself becomes. Now we talked about canter rhythm a little bit at the beginning of today's webinar, but I wanted to show you here the canter rhythm, as we all know, it's a three beat rhythm. So beat one here at the top is the outside hind leg on the ground. Beat two is the inside hind leg and the outside front leg landing together. And then beat three is the inside front leg landing. Now, what happens in a pirouette is that the canter rhythm actually becomes a little bit for beat. So it's important to understand that it still looks like a canter. Like it's not so slow and discombobulated that you're like, what gate even is that? But there is what we call a positive dissociation where you see how this photo of Luigi, both the hind legs are on the ground, but that inside front leg is still off of the ground. So if we go back over here, this diagonal pair of 
inside hind leg and outside front that's supposed to land together, that's not happening anymore in the pirouette because there is so much lift and elevation in the horse's shoulder. Now, this type of a four-beat canter is very different than the four-beat canter where your horse is on the forehand and doesn't have enough impulsion. It's a very different thing. This also caused a lot of debate and controversy in the dressage world because rhythm is the base of the training scale. So how can it be that in a canter pirouette, the rhythm of the canter itself changes? Just interesting food for thought. And for a while, people tried to like do the canter pirouettes really fast, or they tried to make a way where they didn't lose the rhythm. But it is now accepted that there is this positive dissociation that happens in a true canter pirouette, which is cool. It's kind of like a gate of its own. So I know I'm going quickly through all of these exercises. Pirouettes are a very technical movement. There's a lot of technical side of them, prerequisites, different exercises to use. And I'm really giving you an overview with some good take-home exercises to get you started. What's important when we're talking about training pirouettes is that you don't train them by just riding the test pattern. And that's a mistake that I see a lot of riders making just because they don't know. They don't, they've never taught the canter pirouettes before. So they have no idea how to explain them to their horse or how to train them. So my favorite exercise with a little star down here of how to teach the canter pirouettes is from a walk pirouette. So what you'll do is you'll make a, a schooling walk pirouette, like a 10, 12 meter circle. And then once you're in that schooling walk pirouette, you just simply ask for canter. And guess what? You're in a canter pirouette. That is my favorite exercise for introducing the canter pirouette. I never introduce the canter pirouette on a diagonal line like it is in the test because that's a lot harder for your horse to figure out what to do. A couple other exercises I like for introducing canter pirouettes is half pass from the rail to the center line, shoulder four on the center line, and then a schooling half pirouette. So it's kind of like an eight or an eight meter circle in travers and then back into a half pass. And then of course the square is also another really good exercise to introduce the canter pirouette. And based on your horse and what issues you're having with your horse, you wanna try different exercises and vary these exercises based on what's happening so that you can help your horse figure out what to do with their body. A little overview about training the pirouettes. The biggest thing about training the pirouettes is that it does require a lot of strength in your horse's hind end. Canter pirouettes are very similar to doing jumping squats. If any of you have tried doing jump squats at the gym, your bum starts burning pretty quickly because it requires a lot of strength to do. 
And so it is definitely important, number one, that you start working on the prerequisites, you start working on your canter pirouettes, but then they are also aware that it takes time, not only for your horse to understand what you want, but also for your horse to really develop the muscles to do them well. So a couple of tips, 80% of your time working on the basics, always, everything in dressage is all about the basics. So you're always, always, always focusing on the basics. Make sure that you do a good long stretch and warm up. Always prioritize the canter quality and lots and lots of walk breaks for your horse because those short walk breaks are really important so that your horse can get oxygen to their muscles again, right? For those of you who go to the gym and do workouts, you do a set of weights and then you rest so your muscles can recover and then you do it again. And I go a lot more into the details of how to do these exercises and then also a more solid training plan inside of the pirouette course, which I'm going to be talking about a little later. Okay, so I wanted to go through step by step. Now, let's say you've done all your prerequisites, you've done your walk pirouettes, you're feeling pretty good, you're ready to ride the pre-St. George. How do you ride the half pirouettes in the pre-St. George? So in the pre-St. George, there is the directive there. So it says, um, oh, I have my arena turned around. I'm sorry. Bad Amelia. I have my arena backwards. But basically, in the pre-St. George, you're going to leave the rail at the corner and head onto the diagonal line. So it says H, proceed towards X and collected canner. Between H and X, do a half pirouette to the left. So what you're going to do is when you come through the corner here, it's very important that you use this corner to set yourself up for the half pirouette. So in the corner, can you bend your horse? Can you position your horse in shoulder four? Can you collect your horse? Think about this corner here, kind of like a little baby quarter pirouette so that you can test the aids. Then you leave the rail at H. But what's important is that you want to head not directly on the diagonal line towards H, or sorry, towards X. You want to go a little bit more on the diagonal line towards A, because when you make your turn, so after you make your half pirouette, then that will put you back on the line towards H. So it's really important that you cheat the line just a little bit where you head more towards A, or you can see this green dotted line here, I'm headed a little more towards C. And then that way, after you do your half turn, you're back on the diagonal line, so you can end up at F. And then in the pre-St. George, you have a counter canner and a flying change at A. So you're going on the line towards A, you're getting ready for the canter pirouette, your horse is in shoulder four, you collect the canter. What you want to think about is being able to canter on the spot, but have your horse stay quick in the rhythm. Because a lot of times when you go to collect, your horse gets too slow and you lose the energy. 
So when you collect the canner, try to keep it really quick and powerful. And that's going to help to carry the energy through the turn. And yes, your rhythm can get a little bit slower in the pirouette turn itself. But you always want to make sure that that is under your control. And then for the half turn, it should be three to four strides of turning. And then you want to ride out again in shoulder four. What the judge is looking for and what they judge is that they judge the quality of the canter before and after your turn, as well as the turn itself. So a lot is going on in this little small turn here for the pre-St. George half canter pirouette. But it's such an amazing feeling. I remember this one time I went to Europe to try Grand Prix horses for a client and I rode this one horse and his canter pirouettes were like nothing I've ever felt before. I mean, you just sat there and he just turned and active and turned and active and it was the most magical feeling of a powerful canter that was completely in control and in balance. I, I will never forget the feeling of that horse's pirouettes. But back to reality. So have you gotten any of these comments on your pirouettes? Uh, there's a lot that can go wrong. They can be large. They can be spinning. They can be labored. Um, let me see if anyone, okay, spinning, yes, last activity, <laughs> labored. We've all been there, right? Because they are very technical. They're a very difficult movement for us as riders and also for the horse to perform. So how do we solve our pirouette problems? It's always about going back to the basics. If your pirouette is too large, it's because you don't have enough collection and activity in the canter. So if, if I have a student that their pirouette is too large, we work on walk canter transitions. We work on being able to canter on the spot and keep the tempo a little quicker. If your horse is spinning in the pirouette, Usually that's because they don't have enough bend and they're not staying enough off your inside leg. So I would go back to doing shoulder four, haunches in, making sure that the horse is reactive to the inside leg. You can even do a little bit of leg yields will help if your horse is spinning in the pirouettes. Losing activity, again, going back to walk canter transitions. I think everything goes back to walk canter transitions. Um, if your horse is hollow and they lose the connection, you, you don't really fix anything in the pirouette itself. You always get out of the pirouette and go back to the basics, just like everything in dressage, in training. You get out of the movement, you assess what's broken in your training, in your training scale, and then you go back and you fix that. And little by little, your horse and you start to put the pieces together and you will get there. I think that sometimes in riding and training, we all get discouraged and we think, gosh, this is really hard. Like, am I ever going to be able to ride a canter pirouette? Am I ever going to be able to ride a flying change? And one thing that I will say in my experience in riding and training a lot of horses 
is you will be amazed what consistent, dedicated training with the correct education and basics will do for a horse. And you and your horse are for sure capable of accomplishing way more than you ever could imagine, especially when you put in the time and when you have the education and the exercises that you need to explain to your horse what they can do. So going back to the basics, right? Whatever problem that you're having, you, you've done a pirouette and you know you lost control of the hind end, your horse broke, it's too big. You go back to this, you go back to the basics, you go back to the canter quality, you go back to the bend, you try a different pattern or a different exercise, or you go back to walk pirouettes. And it's always important that you break it down this way so that you don't end up just forcing it. You don't want to be pushing and shoving and pulling. You want to be sitting up there with light aids and feeling in balance and feeling in harmony with your horse. So what is the judge looking for in pirouettes? Well, they're looking for a lot of things. <laughs> they want to see bend. They want to see that your horse is bending around your inside leg. They want to see collection, that the horse is lowering the haunches and flexing the hind leg joints. They want to see activity. So here it is. The tempo can slow slightly in the pirouette, but the horse must stay active. So as a general rule, when I'm schooling the pirouettes, I try to keep the tempo a little quicker. Like I try not to let my horses get too slow in the pirouette because that's what they all want to do. And the more that you school it at home and keep it really quick and active, the stronger your horse is going to get in their hind end. And then it's going to be easier in the show ring to allow them to slow down a little bit. But you never want to let your horse slow down the tempo on their own. And then the size. So for an eight or a nine, the pirouette must be on the spot. That means the inside hind leg is going up and down in the same place. Hard to do well. Straight preparation and depart. And then six to eight strides. For a full canter pirouette, it should be six to eight strides. For a half pirouette, it's three to four strides. So let me know in the chat if you knew that, if you knew that a full pirouette should be six to eight strides. Fun fact is that to get a 10, they usually like to see eight strides, not six, because eight strides is a little more difficult. It's two more strides where your horse is really sitting and carrying and balancing themselves in the turns. Okay, that was a lot of information about pirouettes. I hope you're not too overwhelmed, but feeling like you have some new exercises to try and a little more understanding. So here's a question. Can anyone guess what percentage of your score the pirouettes count for in the pre-St. George? 7%, 11%, 20%, 24%. Okay, I see some Bs. I see a C, a few Ds. Okay. If some of you are correct. Here we go. Pirouettes are worth 
23.5% of your score in the pre-St. George. So in the pre-St. George, you have a half pirouette to the right and to the left at the walk. You have your collected walk score, which we put in there because you have to do a good pirouette to get a good collected walk score. And then you have your two canter pirouettes, which are both coefficients. That's 80 out of 340 points, which is 23.5%. So question, is your goal to show, like, are you interested in competing and moving up the levels? And if yes, this should really illustrate to you that pirouettes are a good thing to practice. They're a good thing to work on. And especially the walk pirouettes. Like I said at the beginning, they're a non-brilliance movement. They're not a lot of wear and tear on your horse. And they're really about getting control of your horse's hind end. So um, that's a big reason why I put together the webinar today. I looked at this statistic and I was like, wow, pirouettes are a big part of dressage. They're the pinnacle of dressage. They are something that the judge is looking for and they show up at many of the levels of dressage. So not only are they magical and fun to ride, but they're definitely a movement to be practicing with your horse. Okay, so I am very excited to be talking about my new course, Pirouettes with Amelia. I have been working a long time on this course, and I decided to create a course about pirouettes because I realized how many different exercises and patterns that I've learned from different clinicians and different horses to help train the pirouettes. And I know that you may be wanting to learn how to ride the pirouettes, and I wanted to put it all together in a package to help you. So the course is officially open for enrollment. If you are dying to master your pirouettes, head over to amelianewcombdressage.com forward slash pirouettes with Amelia Masterclass. We will put the link in the chat for you as well. And in this program, I really break it down step by step in a lot more detail than what I have been able to cover these last 45, 55 minutes. So you'll be learning the age and the timing for pirouettes, exploring new exercises and patterns, troubleshooting and correcting your missteps. And Sunday is the last day to enroll in this awesome new course. I will still be showing you the super secret segment coming up in just 11 slides. Um, and in the super secret segment, I show you some of the footage that's inside of the course. So you can get an idea of some of the different exercises and patterns and how the course is set up. This course is for you if you're totally confused. You have no idea where to start. You've never ridden a pirouette before. Maybe you've tried to ride a few pirouettes and they were a complete mess and you felt completely out of balance and awkward. So we will go through really step-by-step step what to do with your body, every single part of your body to ride a pirouette. Maybe you have a schoolmaster, lucky you. You have a horse that knows how to do the pirouettes, but you're just not sure how to get them ready, how to set them up, how to ask for a pirouette. 
you want to learn a ton of new exercises. And I think that different exercises and patterns really are the key to training pirouettes. I've been lucky enough in my career to ride with many of the top trainers and many of the top riders, and they all have different patterns and different exercises that work for different horses. So I've compiled them into this course, and you're going to have a whole library full of different exercises and different ways to solve problems. And then how to address when you have an issue or when you get to a roadblock and your horse just doesn't understand what to do with their body. This course is also for you if you want to teach your horse to collect and use their hind end, develop their top line. Pirouettes really are the pinnacle of dressage and all of the prerequisites that you are working on to get ready for your pirouettes are about getting control of the hind end, developing your horse's top line. And then finally, if you're at first level or higher and your goal is to move up the levels, pirouettes are a big part of dressage. When we think about dressage movements, we think about piaf, pirouettes, passage, right? The three Ps, piaf, pirouettes, and passage. So when you join the Pirouette course today, you get instant access to over 60 pre-recorded training videos that you have lifetime access to because I don't expect you to master all of the exercises in any length of time. We cover what is a pirouette. So really diving into the theory and the definitions. I show you good pirouettes. I show you bad pirouettes, what the judge is looking for. The first part of the course is all about walk pirouettes and turn on the haunches exercises, plus all the prerequisites. So remember that pirouettes are the pinnacle. All of the basics and the prerequisites are also inside of this course. So even if you're not quite ready to start doing canter pirouettes, there's a ton of exercises to help get you ready. And if you never dream to ride a pirouette or that's not your goal, then you're never going to perfect these basics. So I think of pirouettes as the dream. And then the reality is we're going to learn and focus on all the basics. And when you have the basics mastered, the pirouettes become so much easier. So we also cover introducing canter pirouettes. There's student videos. This is one of my favorite parts of the course is working with students and different horses. This is a photo here of a quarter horse that I worked with in a clinic in Utah. And this little guy did some incredible pirouettes. It was really cool to see him be able to engage and lower his hind end and bend and do this incredible turn in a pirouette. And it just goes to show you that every horse can do a pirouette. Yes, your horse can do a pirouette. It's a matter of consistent and correct training. And that is what I love about dressage is that it dressage means training. It means taking the horse you have, going through the basics, teaching the horse the aids, and you'll be amazed at what your horse can and will accomplish. 
The course also includes how to ride canter pirouettes in a test, as well as advanced pirouette exercises. So even pee-off pirouettes, which is kind of fun. A couple gifts for when you sign up today. For those of you who sign up during this webinar, I'm gonna be doing a free pirouette training audit. What this looks like is you will submit a video. I will watch your video, send you a voiceover of your video where I tell you, here's what I think you need to work on to improve your canter or to get ready for your walk pirouettes. It can be an old video. You can film a special video. I don't do this very often because I'm so busy, but if you are gonna sign up for this course, I would definitely recommend doing it before the end of today's webinar so you have an opportunity to submit your video for me to watch. I would love to see your video of you and your horse. And then I can give you some more specific ideas of, okay, here's where you need to focus on to get ready to start with your pirouettes. You will also get a half pass bonus workshop when you sign up today. And inside this bonus workshop, I really break down step-by-step step how to teach your horse to do a half pass. You can think of a pirouette as a half pass on a circle. And if, you've, if you're struggling with half pass, then this bonus will definitely help you out. So there's the link. Um, I'll have my team put it in the chat where you can sign up for this awesome new course, which I'm very, very excited to be finally releasing to the public. Inside the course, there is a ton of different exercises. This is not all of them, but this just gives you an idea of all the various exercises that you need to learn and understand and then have in your toolbox to help your horse understand what to do with their body for a pirouette. Every horse is a little different. So some horses, some exercises work better or other exercises might work better for your horse. And sometimes over time, you have to change up the exercises because we all know horses have a good memory. And so you ride an exercise a few times, your horse is like, oh, I know what we're doing. Well, guess what? Then you have to change it up and you have to do a different exercise. So there's a ton of new patterns and new exercises for you to try out with your horse inside of the course. And another thing inside the pirouette course is the four phases of training canter pirouettes. I did a lot of thinking as I was creating this course about how do I approach pirouettes? How do I teach a horse to do the pirouettes? How do I on a horse that knows the pirouettes? How do I get them ready from ride to ride to do pirouettes? And so I've really broken it down into four distinct phases that you go through each and every ride. You start at phase one, you work up to phase four, and this really helps you to troubleshoot and make sure that you have the correct basics and the correct setup for your pirouette. Because if you just get on your horse, and try to, you know, go down the center line and ride a pirouette, we all know it's not going to work. So it's very important that you understand these correct steps 
to be able to ride a pirouette. And I think that is one of the hardest parts of dressage, especially if you've never trained a horse up to Grand Prix before, is that you don't really know what steps you have to take to be able to get there. And so I know that this little worksheet and these four phases will help give you structure and a clear path to be able to teach your horse correctly how to do the pirouettes. So inside the course, you will get over 60 pre-recorded exercises, the theory of pirouettes. So really looking into way more detail than I was able to cover today, what the judge is looking for, how to set up for a pirouette, how to ride your pirouettes in a test, how to school the pirouettes. There is a training worksheet. There's troubleshooting. Like I said, it's not just perfect horses inside of the course. There's many student videos. There's horses just learning the canter pirouettes and the walk pirouettes that have never done them before. There's um, different students working on learning the canter pirouettes and teaching their horses walk and canter pirouettes. There's videos about how to ride pirouettes in a test because that is where it gets even more tricky. You can ride them at home all day long and then you go to the show and you're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? The course is also accredited by the United States Dressage Federation. So that means if you take the course and complete it, you can get 2.5 credit hours from USDF, which is awesome. And of course, you get lifetime access to the course, which is a big perk because this course will help you to develop not only the horse you have now, but also any other horses in your future. And you can always come back when you get a little stuck, like, oh, I need a different pattern. I need a different exercise. What am I missing here? Always you can come back to the course to learn a new exercise. And it's super important that you are always investing in your education and in your knowledge. I've been lucky to ride with very, very good instructors and top trainers, and I've compiled many of their exercises into this course. And I know that it will help you to make progress, to be able to teach your horse this complicated movement, because I believe in you and I know that you and your horse can do it. So there is a payment plan. You can do four payments of 165 or you can pay in full for 499. It's a good value and Sunday is the very last day to enroll. So I would love to have you inside of the program to get to work with you and your horse. And I'm just so grateful to be a part of many people's journeys with their horses. Here's a wonderful photo of Hannah, one of our students, and she's participated in many of our programs, including strides and flying changes. It has been so fun to see her progress with her PRE, Valentine, and just to watch him develop um, year over year, month over month. She works really hard at it, but the truth of the matter is that the online programs do work and the combination of watching the videos, 
asking questions, having feedback, learning new exercises, it will help you to make progress with your horse. It will help you to move up the levels and to get unstuck and to give you a goal to work towards. So I'm really, really excited to be able to share everything that I know about pirouettes with you and with your horse. Here's a few more testimonials from some of our incredible students. Nothing makes me happier than seeing in the Facebook group or getting messages from students about how the videos and how the, pro how the programs have helped them. Uh, when I first started making YouTube videos, it was kind of just a thing that I did on the side and I was like, oh, this is fun. We'll see if something actually comes of it. And then when I started hearing success stories or when I meet people and they like have tears in their eyes about how much I've helped them with their horses, that is what makes it all worthwhile. And um, it's amazing that it works, but over the years, I've really developed a system and a way of breaking down complicated, difficult movements like pirouettes and making it so that you can understand what to do and so that you can go out there in your arena with your horse and teach your horse how to do it. That is what it's all about. So by the end of the pirouette course, you'll have a balanced, soft, and engaged horse. You'll feel the magic of a controlled pirouette, which it is an amazing thing when you have 1,300 pounds of horse flesh under you and you are controlling every cell in your horse's body through harmony and balance and ease. You have a toolbox full of exercises you're going to be improving your scores and moving up the levels. And most importantly, you're going to have a plan. You're going to have a training plan to be able to teach your horse the pirouettes. And finally, the course does come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not sure about this online training thing, if you're not sure the program will work for you, give it a try, sign up look inside, see all the exercises there. If you're not satisfied, if it's not the right course for you, all you have to do is send us an email, support at amelianewcombdressage.com, and we will refund your money within the first 30 days, no questions asked. So there's the link one more time. It's amelianewcombdressage.com forward slash dressage groundwork masterclass. And I'm going to do the super secret segment, but don't forget if you want the training audit with me so that I can give you specific feedback, be sure to sign up before we sign off of today's webinar. So, and, oh, and Amelia, before yes. we jump into the secret super secret segment, can we do swag and a few questions and things like that? Yes, go for it. Awesome. First, first order of business is I'd like to congratulate people who have already joined this Pirouette with Amelia masterclass. Laura, Shaughnessy, Deborah, Jennifer, another Laura, Renee, <laughs> Andrea, and there's so many more of you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we can't wait to get started. Uh, the other thing is I have hats to give away to Kimberly Legend, 
Laura Sheen and Mary Hansen. So I will be emailing you. It will come from Nicole at Amelia Newcomb Dressage. So please check out your email for that. Congratulations on our swag giveaway. We also have a few questions um, about pirouette training and about the course. Um, the first one is from Amy and she says her horse is pivoting in the walk pirouettes. How does she keep do you have an exercise or a specific weight? How does she keep that marching with her horse? Yeah, that is a good question. And so if your horse is pivoting, it's a lack of activity. So if your horse is pivoting, what I would recommend is making the turn a little bigger and make sure that you keep your inside leg on in the timing with the inside hind leg. So when you go into your turn, it's going to kind of be like inside leg, inside leg, inside leg. And it's about feeling it. So if you feel your horse start to get stuck, ride forward, or sometimes even do a little leg yield off your inside leg to help with that. Another exercise is if I have a horse that's really like pivoting or stuck, sometimes I'll go back to doing a leg yield or a turn on the forehand will help to get more activity in the inside hind leg, but that's definitely a very common problem in the walk pirouettes. Great. Thank you. Uh, and we have a few different people asking, you know, they're at first level starting to school second level, and they're not really being, they're kind of like, well, I don't, I'm not really doing pirouettes yet. Will this, can I really get that much use out of this course if it's so far away from them? What do you say to those people? Yeah, I mean, definitely. The course goes over like all the prerequisites as well as the pirouettes as well. So even if you're not quite ready to start really working on the pirouettes, it's always so important that you're solidifying your basics so that you can get ready for it. And the other thing is that if you're doing first level, you can and should start with the turn on the haunches. It's one of the best ways to introduce collection to your horse. It's a movement that's not a lot of wear and tear on your horse. So it's really just about getting control of your horse's hind legs. And, you know, now's the time to start. So you try a little bit of a turn on the haunch. It falls apart. You go back to the basics. The basics are there in the course of what to go back to. If you feel like you can't really do the turn on the haunches yet. And then I'm all about dreaming and kind of setting goals. So if your goal is you want to do canter pirouettes, now's the time to start learning the technical side of it, what it requires, different patterns and different exercises, what you need to solidify in order to really start training pirouettes on your horse. Um, so yeah, definitely. There's a lot of basics in the course as well as the more technical side of it. Awesome. And now we know, and a lot of the community knows that you're a big fan of groundwork. Althina is asking, what are some groundwork exercises that can help prepare us for pirouettes? And are there any of these in the course? That's a good one. I, I didn't include groundwork, although we definitely could add some. Um, but on the ground, a few things you can do to help get ready for walk pirouettes is leg yields, turn on the forehand. You can do all that from the ground. And that's a really good exercise to help get your horse ready for turn on the haunches. You can also get your horse to turn their shoulders from the ground. 
it it is hard to do like a full walk pirouette from the ground. Um, I think that's better off just introduced under saddle, but you can teach a lot of those more prerequisites from the ground. So yeah, that's a good question. We'll have to add some more. Um, there's already, you know, there's so many videos in there. There's like over 60 videos, but we could, we could always add some groundwork. Great. And one more question before we jump to the super secret segment, and then we are going to be doing questions after that as well. Um, so you talked about at the very beginning about how we have a walk pirouette and a canter pirouette. Someone was asking, what about the trot? And then there was a few questions. Can you expand on the fan pirouette? PF fan and a little bit of what that is. Yeah. So technically you can't do a pirouette at the trot because the trot's not collected enough. Um, but you can do a pirouette at the PF. That's what we see a lot of times at the end of a freestyle, the riders go down the center line and then they do their like beautiful, either a full pirouette or a fan where they go a little bit side to side. So you never have to do, it's never a requirement in a test to do a PF pirouette, but it definitely is a really fun movement. And it, it's also a really fun movement to be able to do, um, a PF pirouette into a canter pirouette back into a PF pirouette. And I do show that inside of the course, how to introduce the PF pirouettes and kind of how to put everything together. Very good. Thank you. Well, I'll let you get on to the super secret segment. So if you're registered and with us on Zoom, you'll see that. If you're watching elsewhere, I'm sorry, this is where we leave you. Uh, but feel free to come back later in the week. We'll have more Q&As and time for you to learn as well.